Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Tyson, uh, did you hear that someone in hotel quarantine found a tree frog in their salad? <laughs> Pretty random, eh? What, what was a tree frog doing there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just really attached to the leaf, I guess. Did they kiss it? <laughs> yes. And it turned into a security guard and they made love <laughs> and this is where we're at now. Okay, so... Um, but, uh, but, yeah, interesting stuff. Who knows what will be in your breakfast uh, this morning. We don't I have do. tree frogs. I do. <laughs> We've got, got a few the rundown. other things. I've got the rundown. We're <laughs> going to be taking a look back at a big anniversary today as well as finding out a few things that go bump in the night. Maybe a tree frog was uh, getting a little bit... Uh, croaky one evening. Who knows? I reckon it's possible. And also, you know, we are looking back on a very significant moment in uh, sporting history and it just makes me think, have you got, like, every now and then I'll jump on YouTube and I will watch Olympic Games flame lighting compilations. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really, I don't know why, I just love it. Because, like, you see at the very beginning, go and watch it. Like, you'll see at the first, you know, like in the, you know, 1936 games, like some man in short shorts and a singlet will, you know, <laughs> run to the this little podium and he's got a little torch and then he literally just leans in and goes, ding, and like a tiny bowl just starts, you know, burning and that's it. Well, the and Melbourne, then, the Melbourne 1956 games, wasn't it Ron Clark who was up on the up on the top of the MCG and he's got to stick his arm in a big fire and burn yeah. himself as he's like this Barcelona, they're doing the archery. Oh. The archer like puts the goat flame lighting. The goat <laughs> Barcelona. Muhammad Ali was there. Oh, that was yeah. huge stuff. But we are looking back at 20 years of the Sydney Olympics. So let's get right into it right now. Matt O'Kine, it is all day breakfast. Hope you're doing well. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, today, the 15th of September, quite a momentous day in Australian history because the 15th of September, 2000, the games of the... T- if my Roman numerals are correct, the 27th Olympiad, the XXVII Olympiad, uh, was held. Sydney 2000. And what a games it was. I know. This is the exact date of the opening ceremony 20 years ago. Uh, I remember it like it was, yeah, you know, yeah, 22 decades ago. <laughs> um Nikki Webster singing, yep. uh, Kathy Freeman lighting the, the the cauldron. I distinctly remember being super impressed by it, but feeling this is going forever. She was standing there holding oh, the torch. I know. There was that malfunction in the cauldron. We thought it's doomed. And then suddenly, after what felt like an eternity, it started oh. going up. It was such an impressive one and so glad that it worked. And I, and I do remember reading in the paper the next day, it was like a diagram uh, of what went wrong and the arrows pointing the cauldron up and the little machines that were working to try and get it happening. And How would the whoo! sweat have been on the brow of everyone <laughs> under that stage that night? Ah, oh, I got tense thinking about it. But speaking of Kathy Freeman, uh, this was the Olympic Games, which where a historical moment took place. Uh, Kathy Freeman winning a gold medal in the 400 metres. It was so highly anticipated. There was so much pressure on her. And uh, I, I remember where I was. I mean, a lot of people in Australia remember where they were when this happened. This is where Cathy exploded in Atlanta. Flames in front of her. Freeman's got work to do here. There's about 150 to go. Gavara and Mary are right up. It's going to be a big finish. Into the slate, Graham leads. Freeman runs up to her. Mary inside. Cathy lifting. Goes up to Graham. Takes the lead. Looks a winner. Draws away from Graham and Mary. 
legend. What a champion. What a release. Uh, yes, sir. I've got your order of goosebumps here. Um. <laughs> I mean, it was a memorable. It was a memorable Olympics because it was on home soil. I, did mm. you, I didn't go anywhere. Did you? Did you? Did nah, you go to anything? Old dice. I was back in Warnable watching it on the telly. I remember watching I that. What a moment! So many great things. I remember watching Roy and HG on the Dream a couple of nights, staying up late, yes. watching and commentating the gymnastics. That was a huge part of the games. The uh, United States had the biggest uh, medal tally that year. They won the most gold. Um, there was ten thousand athletes. Ten thousand six hundred. 51 athletes, uh, the 300 different events. There was the we built Stadium Australia because of it. Uh, although I was in Brisbane, you know, uh, similar to you, Alex, far away from the action. There was a few. There was a few soccer games mm. that were taken to the Gabba, but I didn't get a didn't get a t- look into those. No, the games are opened by Governor General Sir William Dean. Ten thousand six hundred athletes, three hundred events, and I remember one. I remember this at the time. Here's a weird thing to remember about the Olympics. McDonald's was running a promotion. You peel off a thing, and if Australia wins gold in that event, you get a free chips or burger Ooh. or something like that. And this Australian archer won a gold medal out of nowhere and they were just putting random events on their chippies and then they had to pay out (laughs) thousands upon thousands and the world celebrated and Alex Dyson was very, very happy with that. Well, look, we did celebrate so much when Cathy Freeman took home that gold as well. We just heard the audio. Oh, Bruce, what a call. I mean, he's the best in the beers, but what a call. And so many people would suggest that that is, without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest sporting moment in Australian history. But... I'd have to argue, is it, Alex Dyson? <laughs> is it? Well, many great moments happen every weekend on, you know, on footy fields, on hockey pitches, on tennis well, courts around it. the country. It's and just unfortunately, we don't the- they don't have Bruce McAvaney sitting in the stands <laughs> yes. painting the theatre of it all, but um, it really should. I mean, uh, yes, yes, it was absolutely historic and impressive. Yes, culturally, it was one of the most iconic moments for Australia and uh, Indigenous Australian history, you know. Um, a triumph for sport, women in sport, uh, athletics in Australia. Yep. A successful Games. Yes, it encapsulated all of that. But I dare say, Alex Dyson, and none of these people who say that that was the greatest moment in sport. We're on the main cricket oval of Ipswich Grammar School, 2001. Brisbane State High. Caught the bus up. 16-year-old Matt O'Klein captaining the 16As. We're getting bowled over wicket after wicket. We're down five wickets. A poultry, about 40 runs. It's looking like a disaster. I step in. The captain, the all-rounder, seventh spot. Hit an absolute game-changing 36. All right? We, we, we get up to about 130 in the runs. Next thing, I'm coming into bowl. I'm skittling them over, right? Three for before you can blink an eye. I'm on a hat trick, mate. I charge in over the wicket, bowl the ball, hit this guy plumb. But of course, the umpire is also our cricket coach. So he can't give it out. And just robs me of a hat trick, okay? We win the game, catch the bus home. The first are playing, someone gets injured. They need someone to step onto the field. Who does it? Your 16A's captain. He takes the main pitch at Brisbane State High School. Ball gets shot up in the air. Hands are wobbling underneath it. He takes a catch. We win by a couple of runs, but that's okay because the real triumph comes at night. 
The girl that I liked at school. We're at a party together. There's been eyes across the playground, you know, across the schoolyard. There's been a few MSN messenger chats, you know, I'll see you at Lucy's. And you've been rubbing that cricket ball on there all day, so (laughs) things are warmed up there. And, you know, we sit down at the party, a few cruises. I tell her about the win, the catch, all of it. I lean over. And we pass. What a legend! What a champion! What a relief. Ah, yeah, no, it was over in about three weeks. We just... The umpire put up his middle middle (laughs) finger. Out. I got dismissed. (laughs) Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now it's time for Matt and Alex's Star Signs. Aries, your new hand sanitizer will be really watery and leave your skin dry and you will lament buying so much. Enjoy your one litre bottle of eczema, scaly pores. Taurus, you'll keep feeling your phone vibrate in your pocket but when you check it's... Nothing, no messages. I mean, you're positive, then maybe it's nerve damage done by your excessive partying ways in your younger years, but then your phone will actually buzz. Congratulations, you're actually psychic. A psychic with nerve damage. Gemini. Star signs are a lot like star bursts. And I'm sorry, Gemini, you're the lemon flavour. Cancer, be wary of the cards you've been dealt. No, seriously, there's no hand sand at this poker table and the dealer's been sniffing quite a lot. Leo, you will join a cult hell-bent on ridding the world of its addiction to overt sexuality. Your original intentions were good, but you begin to question your life when you find yourself at a protest to rename chicken breasts chicken pecks. Dumbest one I've done. Dumbest one I've done. (laughs) Virgo. You'll think about quitting your job and becoming one of those guys who washes the windscreens at the traffic lights. You even do the math. You only need to wash 10 cars an hour at $2 a pop. Go on. The math works out. Libra. Your life will be full of pressure this week. That's probably down to the fact you'll have to do a reverse parallel park in front of two people sitting at a cafe. They won't say anything as you go back and forth six times with three cars backing up behind you, but they may as well be leaning over the fence, jeering and throwing rotten fruit. Scorpio, the audio on a video won't be working for you before you realise you forgot to disconnect your Bluetooth. Congrats. Now everyone in your house knows you watch Mori Povich paternity test reveal compilations to fall asleep. Sagittarius. The morning after a special evening at a friend's house, you will forget your toothbrush and instead have to use your finger in a desperate attempt to achieve some semblance of satisfaction. Unbeknownst to you, 
it's your second failure of the day and your friend will be using the same tactic on themselves as soon as you leave. Capricorn, you always look at Google reviews, but do you ever leave one? No. You're a selfish moocher. Aquarius, you will see someone without a mask and be furious. Not furious enough to say anything, but still. Pisces, you'll have one piece of gum left. Your partner will ask, do you have any gum? You'll say, you can have half, not meaning it. But then they accept. Now you're both unsatisfied, and the only winner here is the prawn and garlic dumplings still sitting on your breath. We're running out, aren't we? (laughs) Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Alex Dyson, did you hear anything go bump in the night last night? No, thank goodness. I was uh, I was dead to the world. Was not interrupted by this sound. <laughs> the Minecraft <laughs> llama just you- <laughs> terrifying me during the evening. <laughs> yeah, if you missed our episode yesterday, check it out. Um, Alex Dyson woken up in the middle of the night by a sound. Very confused as to what the heck it was because it was that. Old Ow. Woods, not being the goods last night, leaving Minecraft running and the, <laughs> the speakers <laughs> giving us some Peruvian llama action. Um, so we asked you, what's gone bump in the night for you? What terrifying sounds, pipes, winds, trees has been happening for you? And uh, Brett's giving us a call. G'day, Brett. Hey, boys. How are you? Good. Thanks, Brett. So you heard something while you were asleep. I did. A little bit, a little bit more than a bump. Um, I was uh, home alone one night and I got woken up about... Two o'clock in the morning to a metal grinding noise that sounded like a helicopter or a chainsaw about three inches from my head. Oh, um, Texas massacres come to get you. <laughs> um, put the fear of God into me. BPM went about 200. So I just lashed out instinctively at the noise because it was pitch black. And I punched something into the wall. Um, <laughs> when I regained my composure and turned the light on, I punched my little pedestal fan that was next to my head <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> that you had going to keep you cool that evening. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's I can, a punch for its troubles. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I can't sleep um, in complete quiet, um, but that was the opposite of what I wanted. Um, and so what, what had happened was it was like a metal pedestal fan and it was a bit old and a bit rickety and the shroud, the cage bit around it, had worked its way loose and just fallen into the blades. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Oh, oh my god, goodness yeah. me! Well, that's that's lucky for you. Uh, you didn't well, damage your hand the... or anything. It didn't yeah. get come off in the blades. No, no, so the, luckily the cage bit was still around it, so I didn't yeah. just punch straight into blades, which would have been <laughs> well, which would have been that would have been a massacre. But I, <laughs> I tell you what, you are now the most feared person in all of the pedestal fan community. They <laughs> they. <laughs> Word spreads very quickly, mate, and no one's going to come near you. Uh, no fan's going to come anywhere near you. Hey, thanks very much, Brett. No worries, mate. See you, boys. Hey, See we've ya. also got Rachel from Hobart. G'day, Rachel. Hello. What's you gone? A- bump in the night. 
Well, on Sunday morning, it's 3 a.m. My husband and I are sound asleep, deep, deep sleep, and there's an almighty bang. And so, as you say, Matt, you think it's the end of the world, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was a duck. A duck? A duck. So, <laughs> three in the morning? <laughs> yes, a 3 a.m. duck, which is unexpected. <laughs> What? A duck's awake at three a.m. Like, what was this? Was it, it like was this duck wasted coming home from the club? Just like, oh, I used to, oh, I I'm I used an owl. to live here. I'm an owl. <laughs> coming home late from the duck pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, I used to live in this house, but I know I just remembered I moved. Sorry. So did it get in the house? Did it get in the house, Rachel? No, no, no. So we live in the bush and it's quite high up. We're not near water, so it's an unexpected duck, as well as it being three a.m. Um, it flew into our bedroom window and did the cartoon slide down. <laughs> oh, no, poor duck. <laughs> into the bushes below. And when we went out, the dogs came out with us and helped us sort of round it up. It's unharmed, but it's seriously going, what the heck? <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's going, right. what the heck? I wonder what was going on. Goodness we are me. all going, what the heck just happened? Wow. <laughs> That's well, incredible, uh, Rachel. If you're listening to this, let us know where you've found a duck. <laughs> Uh, on, <laughs> Matt, Alex on Instagram. <laughs> That's incredible, right, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so no much worries. for that. We'll catch you later. All right, bye. And we've also got Pete from the sunny coast. Pete, what's gone bump in the night? Uh, mine was a bit more in the in the morning. Um, young bloke, I just moved out of home for the first time, and I could hear this noise coming from the living room in my little granny flat. And um, it was like the noise you hear when feet make when they sort of just slide along the the carpet. Oh, the little and, scuttle. Uh, oh, oh yeah. no. It's the old twins and, uh, that used to live here in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't sure at the time, like, if it was in my mind or not, but then I heard these uh, plastic shopping bags I left on the floor the day before. They started to move as well. So I knew there was something inside my flat. And uh, best case scenario was my you know, little 19-year-old landlord who just got a bit lost and came into the wrong place and, Oh, worst case scenario was probably Kaiser Soshak. <laughs> and um, I'm, 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 I'm in the Who's bed come home with a bit of shopping? I'm, just, I'm, I'm freaking. So I'm lying in the bed and I'm just looking out my door just to get the, get the, the courage to go up and face this person when I see just along the carpet this reptilian tail just sliding along the floor. <gasps> and um, so then I, this is I'm thinking, shit, I wish it was Kaiser then because that was just freaking me out. So I finally got the courage up. I went to the living room and here's this, looking back on, it was probably a blue tongue, but in my mind at the time it was like a two-meter goanna. It was <laughs> a velociraptor <laughs> ready to take you. I can just imagine you hiding and the eye comes up in the fridge <laughs> porthole. Mate, I, I screamed like a girl. I jumped up onto my sofa lounge or as Alex knows, an office bed, yeah. and, and did some floor and lava to get to a room in the kitchen and just gently eventually got it out of the house. Oh, thank goodness. Wow, and they made a movie of your troubles starring <laughs> Sam Neill and Laura Dern. That's incredible. <laughs> Thanks very much, Pete. Thanks, guys. Thank you very All much. The best. If you've got something that's gone bump in the night, let us know. Alex on Instagram. This is All Day Breakfast. Now, Matt, I was a little bit, little bit disappointed uh, yesterday after the show because uh, I was realizing that probably fifty percent of 
the conversations we were having were stories about sitting on the toilet. It was literally. <laughs> no, okay. No, 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 no. We, we shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. Our ratios may have been a little bit out when it came to toilet humour yesterday. I mean, you know, Matt and Alex usually once a day, we, we can mention it. Uh, but for, even for us, it was a, probably a little bit heavy on Blue Chat. Yeah, look, and I'm and I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed of myself. I because that's not who I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like I I actually have a triple barreled last name. A lot of people don't know <laughs> this about me, but I I am actually quite highbrow. Yes. Um, yeah. No, and, that is right. We thought, and we thought we'd sort of lean into that a little bit today because you did get sort of subjected to a a little bit of sort of gutter content. Oh, it was it was it was abhorrent. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's what my, uh, that's what my English lecturer at Oxford. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, uh, would have said, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, so, we're not like that. I, I am currently wearing slip on shoes with no socks, for instance. Really? I've got, I've got the boat shoes on, um, which goes well with my sort of sweater tied around my I neck. do have the sweater. And actually, Is that and most, people, most people don't know this, but my mm. pinky finger Right, kind of got a bit of carpal tunnel because it's consistently pointing to the sky when I sip tea. Exactly. And we just wanted to assure you, you know, because we don't want you to be embarrassed about listening to Matt and Alex. Like People might think that you're into sort of lowbrow humour if they hear this sort of stuff. So we thought to, right now we'd just have a little bit of a chat, you know, tell a couple of jokes sort of in a highbrow manner just to even the ledger a little bit. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, well, and, you know, let's... Let's get out of the gutter with the music as well. Let's um, step um, let's, up. Let's step it up. Let's a little bit. Okay. Come on, give me some. Just a bit, a bit more highbrow humour for the people who who we're, we're scared of losing. Mm. And we don't want to lose you. We want to show a different side of Matt and Alex. Yeah. Uh, other things that we do around the place. And I should say that if you do, if you are one of those sickos, right, that likes keeping your head in the in the porcelain, all right. Then fine, you can go and listen to the adults only extra episode that we dropped yesterday. All right, if yep. that if that sort of smut, <laughs> uh, you know, it floats your boat. But for the rest of us, Choose good Samaritans, um, here's a bit here's a bit more highbrow humour. Oh, oh, Alex, Alexander, yes, um, Matthew, why are you blowing on your breakfast food? I do say that that's, it's a crumpet, not a trumpet. <laughs> well, Matthew, actually, um, Jeeves, you know my, you know Jeeves. He, ah, Jeeves. He works with me uh, a little bit and he gets one day off a month. And um, he actually phoned me on his day off, which was a little bit weird. And I answered and I said, hello, Jeeves. And I just didn't hear, you didn't talk back. It was just a little bit of ruffling and and I hung up the phone because I thought, well, it must just be a butler dial. Oh, yes, Alexander, you should have seen it. You know how I hit the waterways up at the Hawkesbury most uh, Saturdays and uh, the cleaners on my boat were all wearing their masks. As they should, so I don't get their filthy, poor germs. And they looked, they looked like a ghastly music group. I said, oh, 
Who's playing today? Slip Yacht? <laughs> well, Percival asked me the other day if I'd paid the insurance on, on my rolls. And I said to him, why? Is the crust going to go stale? Of course, he was referring to my car and I was referring to my lunch. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny you talk about Percival because uh, my, my accountant, also called Percival, <laughs> as so many of our acquaintances are, um, get this, Alexander, get this, said I was committing white-collar crime. And I said, well, don't be so negative. I thought you were meant to help me positively gear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway he says I'm going to jail for exploiting the thousands of shareholders, uh, but uh, at least I won't go to jail for nearly as long as a poor person doing street crime. So, as <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my financial advisor, Seamus, got in touch <laughs> because another, another company is trying to get me on their board of directors. And I said, Seamus, Seamus, old boy. Board of Directors? I'm not doing that. I'm too Board of Directors. Thank you very much for listening to another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast episode, the day where we squared the ledger. If you add highbrow and you subtract lowbrow, Matt O'Kine, you get medium brow, and that's where we love to sit here on All Day Breakfast. Yeah, thanks to everyone who got in touch for uh, things that went bump in the night, some absolutely <laughs> bizarre bumps going on. But also some really great callers who just told their stories really well. Shout out to two of them. That was awesome. Yeah, so get in touch. If you ever um, if you ever have anything that relates to the show, today we talked about your personal greatest sporting moments, so we want you mm. to get in touch with us. Maybe leave, leave us an audio message on our Instagrams, at matt.n.alex. And leave us an audio message of you commentating your own greatest personal sporting achievement. We've got a full bank of inspirational music here we can put it to. So uh, make sure you send it through to us, matt.and.alex. Check out the uh, Kathy Freeman documentary as well. Freeman looking back at that 20 years since the incredible 400 metre race where she became the first Aboriginal Australian in an individual event to take out gold. That was huge. And to uh, give you a little bit more inspiration, after we did hear Bruce with an incredible call on the Kathy Freeman race, we thought we'd leave you with a little bit more commentary. This one, another very special Australian moment, Matt O'Kine. Goosebumps warning on this one. Be very, very careful because at the 2002 Winter Olympics, a man by the name of Stephen Bradbury did the impossible. And here's how it went down. Have a good one. We'll catch you tomorrow. They're trying to pass on the inside. Some jostling, common and short track. And oh no, here's the bell. One lap for gold. He's reaching back for one more gear. Trying to hold up Lee. They bump. They bump. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.